Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So it's episode 100. We started this podcast like two and a half years ago. We Neither of us had ever podcasted before, and um, it has been so much fun, and so... This week, we're going all the way back to December of 2013, where we talked about our very favorite things to do at all the Disney parks, and we're going to revisit that and see if our favorites have changed, if anything's different, and um, just kind of have a little nostalgia. Okay, so here's my first problem, is it's episode 100, and yet no balloons have fallen from the ceiling, there is no confetti to be found. I am underwhelmed right now. Yeah, we're at your house, man. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which explains why this recording will inevitably sound way different, though hopefully not nearly as bad as the last time we recorded live uh, or recorded in the same location. Right. Because uh, I don't, my wife has, has, has gone out to go do book club with friends or something, <laughs> so no one should be dragging chairs. And, and I don't have any metal chairs anyway. So that's a, so that's a plus for you, the listener. Uh, that you guys won't have to put up with this. So. <laughs> there won't be a waitress giving us the stink eye, telling us to get out of here because it's one thirty in the morning. Yes, because heaven forbid she wants to go home. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> so my my favorite attractions, I don't feel like have changed very much. I still, I love Splash Mountain. As I have continued to visit Disney parks, I have really come to love... Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror a whole lot more than I did, you know, two years ago. Um, I know, like, Tower of Terror has always had a sentimental value to me because my dad was such a big fan. But just in in writing it and actually getting to, I guess, I know the pre-roll and stuff so well that I don't really need to pay attention to it anymore. And I can actually look around the library while the video is playing and um, in the boiler room and stuff, just actually like stopping to look instead of pulling my phone out while we're in line, looking at all the boilers and stuff and that attraction and the, um, the actual alleyway of rock and roller coaster is really cool. That's got a lot of little touches and like the chain link fence. I mean, you know, I didn't, I never really thought about that, but it's actually a pretty neat, weird thing to have back there. So while Splash Mountain used to be, you know, one of my very favorites and something that I kind of solely craved to go on. Um, Tower of Terror and, and Rock and Roller Coaster have really come up a bit in my, in my rankings, so they, I so guess. So they haven't replaced it. No. But there's now... I still love Splash Mountain. It's, 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 now, a, it's, it's now a much closer thing than what it was. Right. Well, and, and now, you know, you talk about the, the extra little touches that have been added to uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, have you seen the new thing where they've started? So, you know that the uh, Magic Bands have now started the, the second phase or the latest rollout, whatever you want to call this, where they're actually, they're actually starting the customization stuff, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, like, you have the poster with your name on it. So, like, Jeremy, live in concert. Uh-uh. As you're walking through the queue. Really? Yes. I yeah. didn't know. No, yeah, I haven't I saw, seen that. Somebody, somebody had a picture on Twitter of this. Wow. So, so yeah. So, now there will now be even more 
little touches that will change every time you go. And I love be that. Jeremy specific. And then some creeper can be like, hey, Jeremy, <laughs> I now know your name because I saw it on a poster. So how does that, how would that work? I mean, if there's a lot of people in line. See, that's the thing. I just going to cycle through the people who are nearest? Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think it's going to do. Uh, I haven't seen anybody like fully explain exactly how that's all playing out, especially for that. You know, I know they've got it in some other places. I think, are they... I want to say they're using it now on the uh, It's a Small World Boats. Because mm. I know that was like one of the early uh, suggested implementations where they'd actually say goodbye to you in your native language based on huh. your magic band. Uh, so I, ha- I have never experienced any kind of special magic band thing besides like checking into a fast pass or, you know, using it to pay for dinner. I've never had a... a personalized fast pass experience like that right well and again are they all, are they all like new? Brand new okay yeah this is all like brand new okay so so yeah so rock and roller coaster now you even have that extra little uh little thing that is fun yeah and they're putting a a bar in at tower of terror at the exit um i can definitely see them doing something like that at the bar where the bartender would know your name like as you were walking up, because mm-hmm. I can see that like adding a little bit of, of creepiness. If the bartender like greets you all weird, like the bellhops, you know, when they're putting you in the elevator, just to be just to be a little bit extra unsettling. Yeah, they like, hey, Brad, what can I get for you? Because it's supposed to just be a walk up little thing, I think. But that that might be fun. Yeah, now you're convincing me not to go to that bar. <laughs> but I mean, so so the the name stuff has been around. You know, or at least they've known, like, your name is attached to your magic band. When you go to your fast pass, when you scan it, yeah. if you've ever looked at the screen, it says your name yep. on there, uh, which was, you know, kind of the few times that I used Nancy's magic band to use her fast pass. <laughs> I was always like, am I going to get called out on this? Did they you ever? You don't look like a Nancy. Did they ever? No, no. But, but, but what happens when I am the one guy who's legitimately called, like... The, the lawsuit that comes from that, yeah. not worth it. Yeah, totally. and they don't care. Yeah, yeah. Somebody legitimately got this fast pass, and you can't use it more than once. What right. do they care who's coming through it? The but, cast member at the gates of Haunted Mansion doesn't care whose magic band you have. Right. Really. It, again, does it does it glow green? Yeah. If it does, great. Sure. Um, <laughs> so so yeah. So they've got that. So those are your three favorites now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so like I'm. It's funny because, like, we both listened to episode one in preparation for this, and it's so hard because I am so much more from doing this podcast and from in the last two years going to Disney World. I guess I've been three times since we recorded episode one, and I'm so much more into Disney and Walt Disney World and and everything about it. And so it's it's a lot harder now to pick a favorite, you know, than it was it was when we first started doing this. So yeah, I would say, I would say Splash Mountain, Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster are, are all like attractions that I have to go on. Yeah. You know, that that's one of the funny things about this podcast is you were actually the one who was like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast talking about this Disney stuff that we already talk about? Like on, you know, when we meet up for coffee or whatever. And to me, that meant that, oh, he must like be really, really into Disney or something. Because, I mean, I know I'm into Disney. <laughs> I work there and, you know, have gone way too many times. But I was like, he must be really, really into it, too. And then, like, your first visit was in 2007? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and so so yeah, it's been interesting that that we kind of have different takes on things because I've seen that the way that it, you know, and again, like I go so far back, two thousand. Yeah. So just it's I I want to say it's just seven years because I'm getting to the point where seven years seems like a very short span of time. <laughs> I recognize that that's probably not actually the case. Um, but yeah, so so it's interesting to see how that's how that's changed more. I think for me, I don't know that my favorite attractions have changed nearly as much because what I think uh, Haunted Mansion was one of mine, and it still is. And I think of the classic Disney attractions, that is still like the the biggest must do. You know, I can I I will go on It's a Small World and enjoy it. I will go on Peter Pan's Flight and enjoy it. You know, any of the and, and and I and I appreciate having those there and I will rant and rave if they ever get tried if they ever try to take them away. Sure. But at the end of the day, the one that's going to that would cut the deepest in any way shape or form would be Haunted Mansion. Um and you know, and I'm not I don't know. I think it's just knowing that that's a classic Disney attraction. Though, though, strangely, you know, that's a classic Disney attraction that actually Walt was involved in the initial idea of, right. but didn't actually play any part. You know, because all this happens post Walt, which is why you have that weird. It's really kind of scary. It's really kind of funny. It's yeah. really like we there's, can't. Quite there's decide. a lot of there's a lot of turmoil and 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 difficulty. Yeah, in and imagineering because you kind of had two camps, right? Uh, but in spite of that fact, I, like I said, I just find it really enjoyable. And again, it's an attraction that has, you know, they, they added the new queue recently. Last time we were there, we got to check that out. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got the, they've got the overlay at, uh, Disneyland, which I love, but still I prefer the Walt Disney world version just because it's the Walt Disney world version. I'm just <laughs> going to be totally honest. That's, that's my main reason for picking, uh, that version. And of course now. Haunted Mansion also has Magic Band functionality in it. So that uh, I want to say I've seen, uh, again, this is uh, via Twitter, but I've seen one person who said that they actually had a tombstone. So so the final scene when the ghosts are in your cab, and yeah. you know, like they, I, I it's, so the, so the new stuff, like way back in the day that used to be just, uh, those ghosts on, you know, that's like a two-way mirror. Yeah. And they were like on a belt behind it. Oh, really? And so you were kind of getting that hazy view. And so sometimes they were kind of off-center. Yeah. And it was always kind of herky-jerky. And then they then they transformed that to, to where it was, you know, the computer that was handling everything. Yeah, and they move around and stuff. Yes. Now. Yeah. Or, or it blew my mind the first time one of them popped my head off. Yeah, dude. That, that yes. like... Like, it almost makes you want to reach up and go, I am still here, right? <laughs> like, I totally know this is fake, but I am still here, right? Looking in a mirror and watching your head come off is, and I don't, I can't believe we've never talked about that, but that is a unsettling experience for sure. Yes, yeah. And again, <laughs> and again just, just walking that line of creepy but funny. Right. But, but anyway, so now, apparently, in that scene, they actually have, like, a tombstone that'll come up and have your name on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then there was another one where they're, you know, like, one of the ghosts starts, jumps down into your doom buggy and, like, pulls out a piece of paper that says something that has your name. So, again, they're they're continuing to add on. Hmm. And, you know, I like these things because they've added and they've changed yeah. some of the functionality of Haunted Mansion, but they managed to do it in a way where they didn't just toss out the entire attraction right. and go... Ah, forget that. We're going to go with the newer, cooler thing yeah. the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, at the same time, I would say they, you know, the the bride scene, the attic scene. Yeah, I could kind of take or leave. You know, when they added in all of the like where the the machete shows up and you know her face is oh, all yeah, digitized. Yeah. I, I don't have a. I, I'm not upset because I don't remember the old scene as as being you know something that I really right. attached to, but I don't really like super care for the new scene either. I, I Haunted Mansion is so funny because like I don't feel like a one person who's riding it for the first time is ever going to understand what's going on. Like you have to basically go online and read what the plot of that attraction is there's just no there's really no on ride explanation of what's going on you're just kind of in a little house with a bunch of ghosts and and there's different ghosts and like falling off the balcony and stuff when you go backwards down the thing and i mean it all it makes sense when you know what that what that is and like the fact that you're dying in the ride and becoming the thousand thousand haunt but yeah it's just haunted mansion is so like we know all about it and we ride it and like we get it but thinking about it as someone who's never done any research and is just going on it cuz they saw the movie you know <laughs> <laughs> oh and then they're like where's Eddie Murphy yeah so this isn't nearly as funny as i thought it was going to be <laughs> haunted mansion is is really good and i have also come to appreciate haunted mansion a lot more than i did i still am not a fan of the holiday overlay but um, I have come to appreciate that more. Have you ever done the ho- holiday overlay in person, though? Yes. Okay. So the last time you were at Disneyland? When I was at Disneyland, okay. uh, it was September, and it, it was the Hunter Mansion holiday. And I, So I was a little bit harsh when we got back from Disneyland, but I just don't get it. I just really don't understand. I'm not a fan of The Nightmare Before Christmas, and so I, don't, I really don't find that The Nightmare Before Christmas has any place there. Um, and it's taking a un, mostly unfranchised attraction and putting characters that everybody knows in it and making it something that I don't think it needs to be. But, well, and, and, and I do agree with that. And I think that if they permanently changed it, I wouldn't like it. Right. Um, and I also think that I, I hope that people who get an opportunity to ride Haunted Mansion get an opportunity to ride the original Haunted Mansion and also an opportunity to ride the overlay and not vice versa. Right. Because, you know, I, I still think that the original is, is where it's at. And I think probably to some extent, you know, I think the overlay is well done. And I also think that I have an attachment to the overlay just because, you know, the first time I saw it was at Tokyo. And Mm. so there's probably some, some ties into that trip as well. Uh, But still, like I said, I just, I like Haunted Mansion. I like the fact that they've made all these changes you know, and and have still managed not to change it. And the, to to your point about the the overall plot, I guess of the ride, you know, I rode the ride plenty of times before I had any clue that there was a plot to that yeah. attraction, and I still enjoyed it. Sure, I thought it was you know again it it just becomes a collection of scenes at that point. Uh-huh. But I I like the fact that I liked it before then yeah. because there were different things that I liked about it, and then to get to know the entire what's going on and get to learn the history and, and all of these things just adds to the enjoyment of the ride. It doesn't take what would, you know, it's not like finding out and, and, and I, and I know, I know this is 
but finding out that there's some overarching plot to Stitch's Great Escape yeah. that suddenly makes it a modern, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I am in love with Stitch's Great Escape now because I understand what, again, I don't think such a thing If you're exists. playing Missing the Mouse Bingo, you can now mark off Stitch's Great Escape. We there, have talked about it in this yes, episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but, but, so, you know, there's those sorts of attractions where they really don't have anything until you, unless you're willing to do a bunch of reading and understand the back, sure. back end. This one I enjoyed, and now I enjoy more. So, right. So, yeah, Haunted Mansion, um, you know, Mission Space still, though I feel more and more like that is a nostalgic pick. I don't know if that's because I don't like it as much or if because I've heard so many people talk badly about Mission Space. Yeah. And so suddenly I start telling myself, well, maybe I shouldn't like this so much. But it's still one that I've got to do. Yeah. Mission Space is, is more fun just from the feeling that you get. It is not a story-heavy attraction. You know, you get to hear Gary Sinise. Come on, Gary Sinise is in it, man. <laughs> How is that not story-heavy? <laughs> um, you get to hear him talk, but I think Mission Space is more novel than it is actually like a, quote, good attraction. So, I don't know, but I do love it, and I have to do it. And again, like like we said two and a half years ago, much hate for Green Team. Yes. Um, orange yeah. or, or die. Yeah, yeah. Or, or why just, just no. <laughs> because, again, well, and I think, again, that speaks to the experience is really what makes yeah. that attraction. Because if you were to take out the G-forces, we'd both be kind of like, eh, yeah. I could probably skip that. That's, uh, that, that. Without the G-force stuff, that is a ride that you ride at the mall. You know, you get in that little simulator and ride a roller coaster or something. It's a Disney Quest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Without or, the G-Forces, Mission Space is Disney Quest. Disney Quest or just the little deal now that's in Interventions where they've got the uh, robotic arm that does the... They, they have one of those. Now. Oh, really? Little, yeah. Yeah, because I want to say it's like some robotics company or something, you know, because they're showing off like their heavy-duty robot, you know, like are, that are used for putting cars together and right. stuff. And they've got one of those little deals. So it's a simulator. So, hmm. yeah, that green team. And, hey, <laughs> probably not as bad of a weight either. Right. <laughs> because not a lot of people know it's there. If, if you don't mind advertising for the robotic arm company. <laughs> and who does? You know, you're, you're advertising for HP Enterprise Solutions right. if, you, uh, if you jump on Mission Space. Ah, that's so. true. Trust me, I still, remember, I still remember when I came back to work, uh, you know, because I, I was coming back to work my seasonal shift. And they gave me the script updates. And, like, I'm pretty sure the only script updates were more mentions of, this is Mission Space Race presented by HP. Like, <laughs> how many times can we stuff the words HP into one spiel? So, uh, yeah, so there's those two. And then, again, I, I still think best-themed attraction. I still have to go with Haunted Mansion Tokyo Disney Sea. I love talking about Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. I wish so badly that I could talk to you about it. You know, like that I had any any yes, knowledge. That you'd actually, well, and I wish that you could. I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, you just like I can explain it to you, but but you're just not going to understand right. until you actually get to go there and experience it. And then, you know, I make the bad I make the bad mistake of following like uh what TDR Explorer on Twitter, and, you know, he's tweeting all these pics from their, you know, because they're doing their 15th anniversary right now. Oh, really? And so they've got these uh, really cool, like, little crystal, like, they've got this entire ship that they built that oh, they've wow. got little characters on. Like, they just blow it out for everything that they do, it feels like. And 
like I just I want everybody to get the chance to experience that because the thing that I find that I love and the thing that most people it seems love about Disney is the story is the yeah, theming yeah. and I just can't get over the fact that I always feel like Dis- Tokyo Disneyland and especially Tokyo Disney Sea just takes that to a whole other level the the really cool thing about Tokyo, especially Disney Sea, is I have watched many, many ride videos and and just like park walkers, yeah, just walkthroughs and shows. And I don't, I feel like you get a lot more of what Walt Disney World and those parks are about through video than you do through still images. Mm, yes, but Disney Sea sings through still images, like just the grandeur and the oh, I, I can't even, I can't put it into words just how like crazy and real it looks like there are things fantasy land yeah that's a castle but i mean we all know the castles like that don't really exist that's a fairy tale castle tokyo disney sea they've got volcanoes that could be a real volcano if you you know if you didn't know the ships the finding or not the I guess it's uh, uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea mm-hmm. the Nautilus yeah. in there looks totally real everything there when you take a photograph of Tokyo Disney Sea it just looks like a real place it looks like you're you're looking at a photograph of a place where people live and people work and 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 exist and it doesn't look as fairy tale beautiful as as disney world and disneyland do and i think that's that's just very unique to them and and especially the oriental land company yeah just having the having the freedom to do the things that they do they just and, and you know i think i think probably the closest uh parallel that i would i could see to the u.s parks would be uh World showcase, like when you're in like Morocco, yes. I think, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that feel of just you're there, or even like China is another great one. Once you get like back into the pavilion, which oh man, it just it blows my mind that so many times have I walked past yeah. those pavilions and and everybody else is still doing it, and it's like there's so much going on in this pavilion. Um, even like Japan, when you get back there and there's the big castle and uh-huh. the yeah, all of that stuff. Those sorts of things, that is like that is the feel that I get when I from Tokyo or that I got. It's yeah. now been far too long uh, <laughs> from Tokyo Disney Sea. And so yeah, that's like I said, theming just just my favorite theming of a of an attraction, just the yeah. uh, you know, the way that uh they do Tower of Terror there. But but yeah, even park wise, I would say as far as theming goes, my favorite park, Tokyo Disney Sea. They have that ability to to mesh the fantasy and the reality together in a way that it is a bit fantastical, but it still looks like this is plausibly a real place at the sure. exact same yeah. Time. So, favorite shows? I mean, it will surprise no one, and we do not really need to talk about it, but I still love Fantasmic. Okay, yeah, so, that, so that's on. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'd like, you end every what episode el- with the Fantasmic right. music. What so, else is there to say, really? Yeah, yeah, we... That horse is 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 six feet under at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think on episode one, I actually said that Wishes was my favorite show, beating out Illuminations. And, I, and at the time, I said it was because of the projection. Right. And I still love the projection of Wishes. 
But I've grown more and more, I think, again, kind of like you said, you've grown in your appreciation of things. I've actually grown back into my appreciation more and more of Illumination. Yeah. And I think that is now my favorite nighttime show. Yeah. And again, I, you know, talking to, you know, especially talking to Nancy, my wife, and, and just talking about how that is such a, again, I think we kind of hit on this a couple of weeks back, maybe when we were doing the draft or something, yeah. about how that is such a unique fireworks, or unique nighttime show in that you don't have to know anything about Disney right. to get this, to to be attached to this. All you have to do is be a person who right. lives in on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and in some way, this show should pull you in yeah. and, and should touch on something that affects you. Uh, and that's and that's what Disney shows try to do. They they man, emotionally manipulate us. Oh yeah. And we want to be emotionally manipulated. Yep. And and that one, like I said, just does it uh, does it in a great way. And I like it also because again, I worked it so many flipping times. I, you know, it's one of those things like well after the fact. And now this is twelve years since I've worked at Disney, which oh gosh, seems like forever ago. But. <laughs> But but it's like I I really wish that I would have kept track of how many times I had to work illuminations just so I could say oh yeah I've been to illuminations like a hundred times <laughs> so you just tell me about how I don't know about illuminations or something uh, but yeah so I think that's definitely my favorite nighttime show uh, favorite show outside of nighttime show uh, Finding Nemo the music mm, interesting that is a yeah. But I'm not a I'm not a huge show person. Outside either. of nighttime, yeah, I don't. I always I always think of shows as a, a nighttime thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm done walking around. I've had dinner. I'm gonna, I want to go sit mm-hmm. and be entertained for you know an hour. Outside of nighttime, Festival of the Lion King is good. Ooh, yeah, that that is another really good one. Um, Finding Nemo is good. Um, I think my favorite outside of nighttime thing though is the Festival of Fantasy Parade. Though it's not really a show at all, it's not a show. Um, I I love it. I love it, and and I have grown in my appreciation. I have grown in my appreciation of parades, um, uh, just because like parades anywhere outside of Disney, I feel are pretty lame. You know, like I'm not a huge fan of parades. Well, okay. Are you talking about parades as in uh, the the local Christmas parade? Or are you talking like even like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade? I mean, I mean, Macy's is in a is in kind of a league of its own, you know, right? That's uh, f- parades. I mean, you have your all your local parades is basically parades, you know, to everybody, yeah. and then you have Macy's, which happens once a year, which has you know million, hundreds of millions of dollars in budget and stuff. Um, I don't know if that's an actual figure, but, um, Disney has, I guess Disney just took the idea of a parade and made it into a spectacle, you know, whereas most parades, I don't feel like are a spectacle the way that fireworks are always a spectacle. You know, you have things exploding in the sky. That's always spectacular. Um, parades I I find are rarely spectacular and festival of fantasy is just like the perfect culmination of, of characters and 
the huge dragon, you know, and, and just it's it's spectacular and really cool. Again, there's fire in the sky. Right, because, right. And, and, thus, <laughs> and thus you get drawn in and you get to call it spectacular. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is I feel like if your only experience with parades is your local parade, and I don't know, I mean, you know, I'm living in, in small town Texas uh, so maybe I just haven't experienced enough big city parades, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like the parades, even in, even in larger cities tend to go more towards the lots of vehicles going by, you know, randomly decorated floats on a, on a flatbed truck or something. And like, so if that's what you have in your mind is what a parade is, then it's hard to get excited that you're going to go and watch the three o'clock parade. Right. Uh, but then you go to Disney, and it's mu- very much close. It's much closer, I think, to a Macy's Day. I mean, not in the. It doesn't have that same level of grandeur. Yeah. But in just the the way that it's designed and everything, it's much more that sort of a setup yeah. than it is your your local parade. So sure. yeah, yeah, I like I like Festival of Fantasy. Um, I don't I don't know that that it's something that I have to do. Yeah. But I like it. Sure. If I if I walk out in time to see it, but I'm probably not going to go sit down an hour and a half ahead of time for it. Yeah, and I I wouldn't either. Even though it's my favorite non non nighttime thing, I would I would not wait for it. But I'm just not a waiter. I'm too impatient for that. So before we end, um, I thought of something that has been bothering me for the past couple weeks, and I just wanted to get it like get it out. There have been rumors of a Guardians of the Galaxy retheme oh, of sh- Tower of Terror. We're not, we're not, don't put that out in the universe. No, dude, but what if that's real? No, no, we have to pretend like it's not real. <laughs> we have to. We have to, like, just totally, we have to pretend like it is so outlandish that we couldn't even be, we couldn't even stoop down to talk about it. Because if we talk about it, maybe we legitimize it. I am more than willing to believe that, but it scares me that that is just like insane and dumb enough to be a real thing i've consistently hoped that that was somebody just going you know what it'll be funny i'm gonna tell somebody that it's gonna be guardians of the galaxy and i'm gonna laugh as this gains traction yeah and all of the disney nerds just rage rage against guardians of the galaxy being uh tower so happy episode 100 I, I can't, like, it's just been so fun. This it has is. been so good. I've, I've loved it. So No matter how many people I get going, you do a podcast? What's, <laughs> so I either get what's a podcast or you do a podcast. Yeah. And then it's, you've been doing this for like two years? Yeah. A year? You know, anything that's over like two months just sounds completely implausible. What's your podcast about? Disney? Huh? So. But we've done it for 100 and I see no reason we can't do it for 100 sure. more. I'm I'm all over that. I love this. So you can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. <laughs>